0: This is the Casting Lots podcast,
1: and you're listening to Casting Lots.
2: We will not comply with the institution's sick illusion. No, it won't be televised. Welcome
0: to the Be televised, government been telling
2: lies If you're not with us, you better step aside Witnessing the genocide, everything is centralized The food that we consume and they spray in it all with pesticides Easily identify the sheep and the snake The real and the fake, giving us a
0: reason to pray I'ma make my own choices, a voice for the voiceless They trying to destroy us, avoiding the poison It's all pointless if you don't have a purpose If you read the verses, you'll know who we versing Government can tell you what your worth is Look deeper than the surface, they don't even want you researching Or asking questions, we all being tested Sh- Shut your mouth, they comply, that's the message. Want you to rest on prescriptions that mess with your head, got you stressing, suppressing expression. We will
2: not comply with the institutions, say
0: so much for joining us today is
1: Saturday May 6th 2023 and this is episode what 15 of Casting Lots. Got Matt here with me tonight. Hi Matt. Hello (laughs) as always he's just so excited to be here. Um and all those that came in welcome and thanks for joining us live and for those who will listen later um this we've got a really good show tonight. I'm excited. I love talking about these kinds of things and um what better person to bug out with than matt he's my battle buddy you know when we go uh, the battle <laughs> so um before we get started i'd just like to open this in a quick prayer so if you would please just bow your heads uh heavenly father we come to you tonight to thank you so very much for all the many blessings that um you've given us lord in this life and for all the wonderful people that are here tonight and that will listen later on, Lord. Um, I just pray that whoever needs to hear this tonight, Lord, that they hear this message and that um, I can be a good messenger for you, Lord. Um, Just please put on our hearts whatever it is that you need us to share, Lord, and um, just be with us and guide us. And in your Son, Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. All right. So, I'm sure a lot of you know or have heard um, of bug-out bags, and basically it's just um, a backpack that's filled with survival items that you should have ready in case you know you ever have an emergency or you have to you know have a quick evac or um, you know even if you're camping, it's just nice to have that. Um, you should have enough items in your um, bug-out bag plus food and water to keep you safe for days and could even possibly be weeks. And so tonight we're just gonna kind of go over um, some of the things that, you know, you might wanna consider putting in your bag and something just to consider is, you know, everybody's bug out bag is gonna be different. It just kind of depends on your location, um, the climate that you're at, you know, like your winter bug out bag, you may need to put things in there that you wouldn't necessarily need for a summer bug out bag, Um, your age, medical condition, health, Um, and also, you know, I would encourage you to create your own bug out bag, because if you buy those pre-made bags, a lot of times they're really expensive and, um, they could also miss important things that you might need, you know, say you've got some kind of medication or again, depending on your climate, everybody's bag is going to be different. So, um, we're going to kind of go over just a list of items. Uh, I think there's like 136 different ones. Um. There's a guy named Dan F. Sullivan. Some of you may have heard of him from Survival Sullivan. He's got a lot of great PDFs you can download um, for free. And he's got a really great website with a lot of helpful hints and things on there talking about survival skills and self-defense and, you know, just bug out uh, bag items. And so he kind of categorized them into, I don't know how many different categories we've got here, Um, water and hydration, food and cooking shelter, warmth, clothing, fire starting, communication, electronics, navigation, hygiene and sanitation, tools, self-defense, hunting and fishing, medical first aid, and then other miscellaneous items. So, um, you know, I actually, I had never really heard of a bug out bag until Matt joined the military. And, you know, he, he carried his backpack with him everywhere. I'm like, what are you doing? But, you know, just kind of watching him and he'd always make sure that he had things on him. And, you know, now that I'm older and I've got kids, it's like that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's just really, really good to have um, just in case of an emergency, not necessarily like the apocalypse. I mean, obviously, if that day comes, you'll have it ready. But, you know, and I hate to say it, but sometimes, you know, families, um, they'll have to get out, you know, that. You see all the things that are happening like in Portland and California and riots and things like that. If it ever comes down to it where you just have to get out for a little bit, at least you'll have a bag ready where you know that, you know, you'll at least have enough to get you to survive for, you know, a few days or weeks, or depending how you know, however you fix your bag. Um, but Matt, like what, what would be your number one like thing that you would have in your bug out bag? Oh, yeah. Maybe a knife, a knife, yeah. I think, or
2: uh, uh, space blanket,
1: yeah, that's good for me. I think it would be my Bible, <laughs> truly. Like, <laughs> I would need that, you know. I mean, and also a fire starter. We bought what are those things, those metal things that we bought? Like oh, you, the kindling. yeah, those things are really
2: cool. Knife sticks.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll get more into that, but I had never seen these before, and they're just really cool. It's just like metal pieces you rub them together, and they create sparks, and uh, it's just amazing. Um, and Ferguson says a multi tool, yeah.
2: Never. Multi-tools.
1: That's a good one too. Yeah, I had never seen one of those until Matt was in the army. What did they call it? E tool. The e tool. Yeah, and I was like. That's got everything on it. So yeah, that is definitely something that you would want to have. Um, so we'll start with the water and hydration. So obviously, everybody knows you need water to survive. What? How long can you survive with just water? Uh, A long time.
2: It's not that dumb.
1: <laughs> well, obviously, you, you need water. You need to you stay like hydrated. Um, so it says, pay attention to how much you choose to carry on your back. Water is very heavy, and resupply should be an integral part of your plans. Um, so that leads you to the next part, it's the water filter. You know, having a good water filter, filtration to carry with you. We bought some of those on what, Amazon? They were just like those little filtration, I
0: don't
1: know, those blue things we bought, it was like a four pack. Um, I've got some of those in my bug out bag. I don't remember the name of them, but. Um, it says uh, the life straw is good but the Sawyer mini filters 3 to 400 times more water it's half the size and comes with a bunch of accessories whatever option you choose go for one that is compact and able to draw water from a shallow supply like a stream or a puddle you know obviously you want to find yeah see like everybody's saying life straw life straw life straw um but check out the Sawyer mini filters Um, And then also it says a water bottle, stainless steel, no paint or coatings, get a quality one, and this will allow you to cook or boil water for sanitation. And I never thought about that, but I've got one of those Stanley cups I carry with me because I chew ice like it's going out of style. Um, I know it's bad for your teeth, my dentist has told me, (laughs) but it's nice, and I've actually got one right now here with me, just a stainless steel cup, and I never thought about that, but it would be good to boil water in that that's you know a really good tip so I'm gonna have to get one of those to put in my bug out bag um water purification tablets that's a good backup method if you don't have you know or you run out of the straw or the filters um, it works even on the move or in conjunction with water filter to treat highly suspect sources very small and lightweight bring plenty yeah I think we got a bunch of those cheap on Amazon too And a lot of people are like, oh, don't go to Amazon. But honestly, you can find everything there. And when you're talking about survival, you know, um, it's kind of like, well, you got to do what you got to do, you know. Um, Cups, stainless steel, bring two nested ones, preferably ones that will nest around your bottle or canteen. Use for supplementary cooking, gathering water from multiple drip sources and sharing. Um, The water bladder with two, what did you guys call those in the military? The uh what was it
2: what's
1: that? Camelback? the camelback yeah the camelback yeah you've it's got a couple breath, of those though. don't you yeah excellent for drinking water on the move and holding more water conveniently compared to bottles or canteens but you have to think though if you're carrying a backpack it's kind of hard to to carry that on your back as well i mean you can put it on your front i guess right what's that camelback yeah
2: if your bladder's not too big typically we I would take the detachable bladder and throw it in the back of my backpack.
1: Okay. And it says keeping these clean and sanitary over time is challenging, but the benefits outweigh the drawbacks for mobility. And that's really what it's all about is about mobility. Yeah, you, you,
0: you can throw in there.
1: Right. Um, and so the next category is food and cooking. So um, hard tack. What is that? Lightweight and carb dense, which you'll need if you're being very active, very long shelf life.
2: Death. That's what it
1: is. Death. Is that like an MRE? <laughs> MRE
2: <laughs>
0: Speaking of, sand.
1: yeah, we of actually we found some MREs. Um, I forget what website it was, but I bought a whole box full of them.
0: Out over there.
1: Yeah, we've got them here. Um, old school World War Two crackers. That's a great yeah. idea. Three little birds, definitely. Um. Jerky, that's a good one. You can make your own. We've got a dehydrator. Um, you can make your own or you can buy it. Um, in bar or traditional form, nothing beats animal protein for sustaining energy levels and muscle mass during periods of exertion. Choose your favorite, but don't go overboard. The dry, salty nature of jerky can crank up others. That's true. Especially if you're dehydrated, that's the last thing you want. So that's just something really to keep in mind. That's hard to oh that's okay okay world war ii crackers is hardtack i yeah i'd never heard of that before
0: Uh, lucky
2: strikes
1: lucky lucky strikes yeah i won't be doing that again freeze dried food lightweight but needs boiling water to cook properly good for a more substantial meal or preparing for a group wise food storage has good available offerings um I'm not a big fan of freeze-dried food, but, you know, it, it's good to have in your, your bag because you just, you know, it's lightweight, like I said, and um, you just need that boiling water, and sometimes you may not be able to find that. So that's just something to keep in mind. Hard candy. Preferred by some to get quick energy on the go. Pick something that won't melt or get pulverized into dust inside your pack or pouches. Um, I, I like Jolly Ranchers, but I'd be afraid that those would get smushed. Energy bars, similar to above, useful for a pick-me-up or a recharge and a break. Another option is energy gel shots, which are processed faster by the body and require less water. I've never had those. Energy gel shots. Have you ever had one of those? No. No, we're going to have to look that up. I wonder what that is. Um... Canned tuna, a classic mainstay, heavy, but calorie, nutrient dense, goes great with your other foods like crackers, those World War II crackers. Um, leftover can can be used in dire straits as a vessel for a candle to make arrowheads or all kinds of other tasks. You know, uh, work smarter, not harder. Uh, but I know that tuna also, it's good for your bug out bags. They come in pouches now. You know, so if you've got your your canteen or your metal cups, you um, maybe carrying those those pouches it will save some space in your bag you know and they've got all kinds of different flavors with those too Um, a backpacking stove keep it light and take into account the weight and availability of fuel plenty of good models to choose from pick one that will boil water the quickest for the least consumption of fuel great when you're worn out and need a hot meal or coffee quickly a pot scrubber used to keep your metal cookery and cups clean Helps to get any burned residue off with no fuss. That's something good I don't have in mind. So I am going to highlight that. You know, I didn't think about that when you're out there and you're using it. You know, um, you got to have something to clean those, right? So definitely need that. That's a good one. Um, vitamins. Small supply of multivitamins packed down into a baggie. You likely won't need a whole bottle. These are just simple hedge against malnutrition that's you know definitely something you need um because if you're not getting foods that are full of vitamins just having that extra backup is definitely good um what else
2: protein powder Ugh. may be carried as an alternative to multivitamins as a nutritional supplement most are loaded with vitamins and minerals make sure you can stand it mixed with just water if you're going to carry milk
1: yeah uh i had protein for a while i was doing protein and it was horrible mm-hmm. absolutely Throw some horrible. powdered
2: milk, milk in there
1: <laughs> i mean if you can have enough room in your bug out bag sure mm-hmm.
2: just a little bit just need a little bit
1: i i mean yeah it, it is full of protein which obviously again you're you're bugging out you're just making a quick escape you're going to do what you got to do it's better than eating squirrel right
2: that depends
1: well <laughs> no, there's no depends on that uh Yeah, you can live on honey, definitely. If you can find honey, absolutely. Honey is just full of nutrients and vitamins and um, it's good for your, your allergies and everything else. Um, spices and seasonings. A packet of various seasonings or bouillon cubes to enhance the flavor of your meals. Great for boosting morale or as a trade item. Don't go nuts here. A small container or flat packs are ideal. Think of those little ramen noodles that you carry, you know, uh, and they have those little packs of flavoring in there. You know, that's something good, and you can make those yourself, you know, if you've got the um, like the vacuum seal bags that we have. You just make little pouches yourself, and you know, carry that with you. That's definitely something to consider. I didn't even think about that. Um, let's see, food and cooking. What to avoid? Well, look at what's the number one thing on this list to avoid. <laughs> Expensive, crazy high sodium can cause constipation if eaten regularly. They do benefit from sturdy packaging and excellent preservation. Best used broken down to supplement other rations. The only thing I like about the MREs are the little hot sauces you get in there and the candy. <laughs> like the other stuff, the food. What was your favorite one? Cheese Didn't you like the breakfast one with the scrambled eggs? oh gosh oh man i heard some horror stories chili chili mac Mac, that's
2: a good runner-up some beef stew
1: oh man oh what else mason jarred food yeah that's definitely too heavy and fragile uh it says i don't care how tasty your rhubarb preserves are leave them in the pantry definitely don't bring you know you want to try to get that's why i said like with the tuna having the pouches is probably a better option Although, like they said, you can use the can for other things, you know. Um, Pop-Tarts, too little nutritional value and impossible to keep intact outside of a hard container. can take the place of candy, but usually not worth the trouble. You know, everybody that's sort of like, oh, let's just load it up with, with Pop-Tarts. But, yeah, there's really no nutritional value. And if you're starving and you need something, Pop-Tarts are not that sugar overload.
0: Um, homemade Pop-Tarts.
1: Homemade Pop-Tarts? Homemade Pop-Tarts. What? <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing that. Hiking boots, definitely keep it with or attached to your bug out bag. We're just going to call it Bob. Assuming you aren't wearing them um, when you light out, you'll change into them as the situation dictates. Ensure that they're trail tested and broken in before you need them. There's nothing worse than putting on a pair of new, even gym shoes, and you're going hiking. I've done that with the kids. and. I get blisters blisters on the back of my feet. So definitely make sure that your shoes are good and worn and tested. Um, And they're just more comfortable that way too. I've got wide feet. So having to break in a shoe like, and then when they finally get nice and comfy, it's like, I I don't want to get rid of them, you know, because I finally broke them in. Yeah, you with your Under Armour shoes that are like eight years old.
2: That and the 94,000 pairs of shoes that are up by the door. Oh, I
1: don't. I It's only 93,000. I got rid of some when I cleaned out the closet a poncho um yeah used for keeping rain off your body or on the go or as a small shelter choose a good one with excellent rain and tear resistance make sure it has a generous hood i bought some from the dollar store and those things are like
0: That's
1: they're ridiculous though, Though don't buy those. I don't recommend those even for like a baseball game or anything like they just rip and they're, they're garbage. Like that's something you definitely want to spend money on. Um, Spend more money on a nice poncho because it, it can be used for different things. You know, uh, you don't want to cheap out on those. A tent, lightweight, simple tent set up to serve your group of applicable, applicable. How do you say that?
0: Applicable. <laughs>
1: It's easy to go overboard here. Tents can get heavy and gobble up a lot of room. Um, a lot of people use tarp. That's the next one. A high quality tarp with sturdy grommets can serve a variety of purposes. Nothing. Taking the place of a tent, acting as ground cover, privacy screen, and more. A reversible type with camo on one side and a high viz color for signaling is a good idea and will improve versatility even more. Now, you don't want something like that if you're running from something or somebody, you That's know? True. You don't want that. You definitely want something that's camouflaged, not something that's like, hey, look, here I am. But depending on what you're running from and and the situation you're in, I mean, maybe you're lost, you're camping, you know, you're bringing your bug out bag camping. Obviously, yeah, you want something a little brighter there. Um, A sleeping bag with a pad. Chosen according to climate and weather endemic of your locale. Go for as light and compact as possible. Carriage will necessarily be strapped to the outside of your bob. So work out the details beforehand to ensure you'll not be overly unbalanced. I am 5'4". And Matt had his, oh, his backpack full battle rattle and I'm over here trying to put everything on and I about fell over. You know, so again, that's something to consider. You know, how heavy is it going to be? Um, you want something that's going to be comfortable but you don't want something that's going to be super heavy and just makes it really hard to even maneuver you know uh, like Matt he's 6'2 so just carrying an extra sleeping bag would be okay for him but for me it might be a little bit harder you I might have to carry my strap
2: you to my bag <laughs> carry you like a toddler
1: and then I'll carry all the bags yeah. okay uh that's why you're my battle buddy
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> pants everybody needs pants Modern materials are best here. Avoid heavy mainstays like denim or canvas that are slow to dry. Go for a technical garment that's light, flexible, and quick drying. What's that stuff you get when you work out? That material? What's that called? Wicking. Yeah, wicking. Are, are wicking pants good or that
2: cause chafing? It'd no, be good for under, like an underlayment.
1: Like if it's cold out, maybe.
2: Yeah, just would be for to breathe. Like if you, it's the winter time you want something
1: well that's what it says extremely cold climates will require something different where we are sometimes it gets like negative 30 with the wind chill you know so i've got nice like under
2: yeah but you can't you like in that situation you wouldn't be able to sleep outside not, no not negative weather i mean not sustainably well what if without... it came down
1: to that though you know
2: find out an abandoned building
1: oh well, yeah but what if you can't <laughs> You know, I mean, these are just things to think about. Don't um,
2: leave the house.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, obviously you want to stay put where you are, you know, your surroundings and everything. But if it came down to where, you know, say you had a house fire and you just had to get out.
2: Run are on the run from a house fire? Is it chasing you?
1: No, but, it... no but you might need to go somewhere. I mean, you, you never know. What if there's a catastrophe? You yeah, sorry, right, so
2: we'll go over the catastrophe.
1: Right? um shorts in very warm climate shorts make sense choose material according to your climate socks bring several pairs thick genuine wool plus thinner ones you can layer them based on insulation and padding needs and rotate them regularly take care of your feet so I tell Matt all the time like you need to take care of your feet especially if you're going to be walking for a long time you know um comfortable shoes and socks i always tell my kids they always want to be like wear their gym shoes with no socks. And one, they stink and they sweat really bad. And two, it's just not very comfortable. You know, like today we went out to the church and uh, it was raining. And so the kids, I told them, make sure you put socks on. I knew we were probably gonna get some sprinkles and it was just better for their feet. So definitely bring socks. I'm a big sock, unless you're wearing flip-flops, then obviously (laughs) no socks. Uh, Thermal underwear in very cold climates like Illinois. Long johns are invaluable and add almost no bulk or weight. Don't forget an extra set of bottoms if you aren't wearing skivvies <laughs> underneath. me. And something I learned from you, you told me, sleeping in your sleeping bag. In the nude. Yeah. I don't know that I could do that, though. I would feel very uncomfortable. But I guess yeah. if it's survival, you know, that's just a good tip.
2: You've got a nice, if you have a quality sleeping bag, it's going to keep you cooking
1: like a hot pocket oh yay um a blanket small packable camping blanket used for additional insulation on quick stops as well as sleeping sturdy blends can be used as ground cover Uh, an emergency blanket the silver space type we bought a few of those those are used for warmth as designed and can also reflect a ton of heat off of a fire to maximize maximize warmth and shelter Ultra light and takes up next to no room, but take care that it does not get punctured. How long can those last? Do you What's know, that? those emergency blankets, the metal ones.
2: They're not metal. They're like an aluminum. Well, whatever they are. As long the as you don't solar. tear it, you can keep reusing the thing.
1: Okay, gloves. That's a good one. I don't have gloves in mine. Mandatory for protecting your hands from all sorts of mishaps and sharper, rough surfaces. So. Select gloves based on requirements a heavy leather pair offers unparalleled protection, but makes delicate tasks or running guns very difficult. Light technical gloves are good for dexterity, but offer less protection. You may consider a pair of each nested inside one another to cover your bases. Like tactical gloves?
2: I guess you can,
1: I mean. I didn't think about that. That's a good one. I need to get some of those for my bag. Uh, Footwear. In addition to hikers, if you can spare the weight, a backup pair of hiking shoes or boots will ensure you stay mobile while waiting on a pair to dry out or furnish a replacement if your primaries get damaged. Now, obviously, if you've got a lot of stuff to pack in there, you know, just having one pair, you might have to make do, you know, but if you have the room, definitely an extra pair of footwear would be good. T-shirts. A couple of fresh shirts will help you stay clean and avoid rashes or other ailments from soiled clothing. Don't underestimate the value of a fresh set of clothing. What about you when you come home from the field? Oh, my gosh. I'd be like, don't even touch me. (laughs) Go take a shower. Like, oh, man. And you had baby wipes. That was your shower.
2: Working days.
1: Uh, Bandanas. Useful for keeping the sun off your head, face, and neck uh mopping sweat as impromptu dressings and countless other mundane tasks can also pull duty for signaling or being tied into a small sack or bindle that's good i don't have do i have bandanas in mine i
2: think
1: so i think i do sunglasses yes take care of your peepers glare will seriously degrade your vision over time quality specialist tints allow you to better contrast some your bright light conditions you can get more protection out of your shades by choosing lenses that are ANSI or MIL standard, military standard, rated against impact and shattering. What were those ones that you had? No. Those were nice ones. So. Yeah, were yeah. they good for like UV protection and all that? Yeah, the, um, you can go to the army surplus store and get a you lot get of this stuff. Up, yeah, yeah. jacket or coat, nighttime temps almost anywhere in the world can fall low enough to make hypothermia from exposure, especially when wet a real threat. If there's any chance you'll be outside anywhere but the hottest climates bring an insulating outerwear top as well uh extra prescription or reading glasses contacts i know duncan talks about this all the time i've got like six pair of glasses you know and i've got to put one of those in my bag i forgot um if you cannot get by without them you can't get by without them bring what you must have to prosper two is one one is none shelter clothing and warmth to avoid pajamas says <laughs> this isn't a slumber party you'll be sleeping in your traveling clothes any redundant articles of clothing must be spares not niceties oh boy. umbrella serves only one purpose and can only do that well in wide open spaces leave it at home and just use your poncho yeah that's good um, muslin Ferguson says muslin bandage make a good multi-user bandana and bandage mm-hmm. okay that's good Put that on the list um too much clothing you aren't traveling for pleasure clothes eat up space and that comes at a great cost face it if you're going to get dirty and smelly and not be washing your clothes too often take only what you need to take care of your body and survive next one is fire starting that's my favorite number one <laughs> flamethrower oh no
2: no,
0: no.
1: <laughs> matches waterproof except no substitutes too small and light to not have a small bundle you can keep them stashed anywhere and so as long as the protective coating is in place they will be ready to light in wet weather lighters at least two uh the other fire starting items that we have on the list are great but you should be proficient with them but for convenience and efficacy nothing beats a lighter The classic BIC is a fine choice and will work in anything except truly freezing conditions, that's something to consider, you know, if you're going to be like here in Illinois where it's freezing a lot, um, BIC may not work, so make sure that you've got something else. Think carefully before choosing a classic Zippo or similar. They constantly lose fuel, which means you have to carry more for long excursions. And their adaptability to various improvised fuel sources does not outweigh the reliability of modern lighters most of the time. The ferro rod, there, that's what that is. Used with steel tool or striker to create a shower of streaming hot sparks. Small and light, good to have as a backup fire starting method. Does not run out of fuel, so to speak, and can be used in the coldest temperatures with ease. Yet that's that's fun to play with. Uh, magnesium fire starter. Bought as a kit with ferrule router separately. Magnesium flakes, when ignited, burn furiously. And make starting a fire with tinder easy. Tiny bar with attached scrapers, typical configuration. May be used in conjunction with other methods. Um, speaking of fire starters, so I saw something on one of the survival sites that I was watching easy way to make some of those, like we use them here in our wood-burning fireplace, you just take old egg cartons and you cut up each one individually. Um, And then you get some lint from your dryer. And then I always burn like the wax cubes in my house that smell really good. And then usually I would just throw them away like after two or three days because they don't smell anymore. So now I've used that wax and you pour it in with the lint inside of your little egg container here. And they make really awesome fire starters, so that's just something to consider. And I I'm making them now. We're not using the uh, wood burning fireplace, obviously, because it's warmer. But um, I'll have enough for the winter time by the time winter comes again. Oh yeah. And I tried them outside. Uh, we were burning just a bunch of like sticks and things we had when we were cleaning up the garden, and they worked really well outside too. So tinder, char. Vaseline soaked cotton dryer lint dry shavings or anything else and well-sealed container or bag tinder is important to ensure you can start a fire using larger fuel wood effectively yeah like I just said that lint goes up quickly and that's why there's a lot of house fires because people don't clean out their dryers so if you haven't done that in a while here's your reminder to clean out your dryer lint <laughs> Aluminum foil for cooking and fire starting, you can carefully foil in a cigar-sized tube, taking care to leave one end open and fill it with slow-burning fuel. Once done and lit, it can burn down to a coal that you can safely preserve and move using the foil tube. Can we do that? I've never done that before. Uh, You Carefully foil into a cigar-sized tube, taking care to leave open one end and then fill it with slow-burning fuel. I'm going to have to look that up. Interesting. Oh, what's that?
2: Retinal lens. Compact Com- lens you use sun's rays.
1: Like a magnifying glass? Yeah. Into a tiny spot with the intent of but starting a, a fire. It's
2: a lot more powerful lens. Than just like a magnifying
1: Ooh, glass. We're going to have to get one of those. I've never heard of that before. Maybe I've seen it. I just don't know the name of it. Um, it's obviously only viable on sunny days, but in small... Mm-hmm. And it can be used as a magnifying glass. Okay. Fire starting to avoid. Standard matches. Flimsy barbecue or matchbook matches are useless when wet and fragile. When errands spill or dunk into the water, they're useless. Don't bring these unless you have no other choice.
2: Last resort is a box of matches.
1: Yeah. Uh, headlamp. I remember the first time I ever <laughs> saw you wear one of those. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, what's that move with Vin Diesel? <laughs> my pitch black <laughs> yes oh my goodness a headlamp terrific when on the move or when you need to go hands free and don't want to hold a flashlight in your teeth yes i saw matt where one and i was laughing so hard i'm like what are you doing but it makes sense you know you need and the kids they play like in the dark and they'll run around with those on and they've got like red color and green color and i'm just like oh my goodness it's so fun um, You don't need extremely high output for this. Focus on comfort and long run. Additional color LEDs or modes may be beneficial. Flashlight battery operated. Um, humans are no good in the dark thanks to our pitiful night vision. Select a model with high output and solid runtime. Don't forget the weight of the batteries. Will be used for illumination indoors and out. Signaling and identification of possible threats. Um, The one that they show here is the flashlights. On the left is a hand crank. One on the right runs on AA batteries. So obviously if you're gonna have battery operated, make sure you have some batteries backup. Flashlight crank powered. For backup and long duration events, as long as you have muscles, you can keep the lights on. Efficiency and durability vary greatly with quality. Do your homework before purchasing. Some are a little more than novelties. That's something. Um, We've got that hand crank radio and I think ours has a light on it too a solar charger we've got several of those a little they look like cell phones um i keep them charged all the time by the windows and just let them you know stay solar powered um thanks to advances in design and manufacturing these gadgets are more affordable than ever can charge anything that they are rated for typically via usb outlet must have if you're a dependent on any electronics like smartphones gps tablets and such those are definitely really great to have and you can get those cheap on amazon or i'm sure you can find them at walmart and other places um chem lights often overlooked source of heatless flameless safe light work well for marking signaling and general illumination beware of cheap party favor lights stick to the mill spec kind note that different colors vary in their lifespan Obviously, chem lights are the way to go. You know, you can buy the ones from the dollar store, the little snap sticks. They don't last long. But, I mean, if you're in a pinch and you can't afford definitely, I mean, just having some kind of thing like that is just good to have. Light is better than no light, right?
0: Yeah.
2: No, I mean, with chem light, though, eh, fun to play with and stuff like that, but they're not really effective out in the field. They're not. No, it's just for marking stuff. But, like, if you're on the run, uh, that's not uh, really a good thing. It's a, more of a, um, a novelty, I guess. But if you're going camping, it's something cool to have. And, then, you know, you can throw well, What them if all. you're you camping
1: them... and you get lost? It would be good to have somebody finding in And then you can the throw them on
2: Like, if you, you, you're putting a tent down, you can put them on the tent stake. So that way you can see them when you're walking around in the dark. It'd be cool for that purpose. Yeah, that's but.
1: true. Because when we went camping, we had that tent set up. You couldn't see. And so you, we had to bring something to put on there.
2: You just wrap it around and.
1: Uh, candles. Proper survival candles are surprisingly compact and burn for a very long time. Use obviously for light, but can be used for heating if employed with caution. I just bought some from actually from the dollar store the other day. They're, they last six hours each, and there's four in a pack, and I paid a dollar twenty-five for four of them. So I don't know how efficient they'll be, but those are going in my bug-out bag. Those
0: you have upstairs? 000, 000, 000.
1: Oh yeah, I've got a lot of candles. I buy them when they're on clearance at Aldi and. My mom came shopping the other day. She's like, Can "I had one. Yes, take one because I got a million of them." But really, that's something good to have. Candles, uh, lighting to avoid lantern, whether battery or liquid fuel, these are too big and bulky for what they offer. Keep them in your vehicle or in your inch bag instead. I
2: just left, I escalated and left it by itself.
1: <laughs> Communications, electronics, and navigation. Notebook and a pen and pencil. Me, I am old school. What do I have in my hand right now, Matt? pen that you're pointing at me and and paper and paper I am old school I love to have pen and paper because you know you never know when the electronics are going to go down and you're not always going to be able to turn your phone on so having pen and paper is just definitely something you need um, for taking notes leaving messages sketching and last-ditch tinder get a type of paper that is waterproof and pair it with an indelible ink pen to ensure the elements won't affect your writing. I love Bic pens. Um, Remember these? You blow them? Yep. Um, I'm not going to do it. Um, but these are really good pens. These are my favorite pens. Again, I get these from the Dollar Tree. They're cheap. Um, 10-pack for $1.25. You can't beat that. Um, Emergency AM FM radio hand crank. That's what we talked about earlier. I've got one of those. And they're amazing. And how many people actually still have radios? Like actual AM FM radios, yeah. you know? Um, They're invaluable to keep up to date on developing disasters or crisis situations, more than likely if things happen, you know, the Internet goes down, they'll be broadcasting over radio waves and um, You won't be leaving this on all the time. So the hand crank power supply means you'll save weight and space on batteries, besides not running out of juice till you do. Some nicer models even have a charging port built in for USBs or 12 volt
0: adapters
1: definitely recommend having one of those in your bug out bag because you never know when you're going to need one um cell phone or smartphone use with a prepaid calling card if you have a signal and the networks are still functional nothing beats a cell phone for convenience and speed of communication be sure to harden it with a specialty case or keep it in a heavy duty plastic baggie you can always buy those you know, waterproof bags, you can put them in, Matt, what's that auto box you have on yours, you know, just and I've got mine, I've got four kids, so I've got a really nice cover for my phone, too. It's been dropped more times than I can count. Um, and it really does work. It's tried and tested here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely, that's just something good to have in general, even without your bug out bag. Uh, spare phone battery, phones gobble. Yeah, right. We don't even we can't even take our batteries out. So this needs to be updated, because. I guess if your phone does have the option where you can take your battery out, definitely get a spare battery.
2: Or bring a battery back up, like uh,
1: <coughs>
2: that. can keep your current battery charged. Like Zach has? Yeah, like we have upstairs, like the ones that are solar.
1: Yeah, OK. A ham radio. That's something that you and I both need to figure out how to do. We keep saying, I, I want to take the class. There's somebody that you know, right? Yeah that can do that. Um, If you know how to use it, the capability of a portable radio is invaluable for both communications and info gathering. Note that they are not plug and play. A certain level of skill is required, and they are power hungry. If you're willing to invest the time to utilize them, consider it. If not, look at a, what's the next thing on the list?
2: (laughs) Walkie-talkie.
1: Yes. People still use those? Great for maintaining communications with another member of your party or another group within short distances. Can we get Yes. We will play with them. <laughs> we will test them out. Quality and performance vary widely with the price. Don't cheap out. Take time to ascertain limitations before committing to carrying one. We definitely need those. So they would be fun, like for the kids, even if they go to the park, which is right down the street, they can have that because it's that close. I mean you yeah. can see it from our front door um but that's just something good to have like you know if you're going out looking for food and we're stuck somewhere at least you and i can communicate even if the phones are down right yeah Uh, gps absolutely life-saving if they have signal and power makes pathfinding and navigation trivial with a little practice another power-hungry tool ensure you have spare batteries or a charging solution earbuds useful to keep noise to a minimum when on the phone or listening to prompts from one another one of the above devices try to choose a decent pair with good reviews for ruggedness and heavy duty cables air pieces should fit snugly or else they'll constantly becoming loose from movement and sweat fun a whistle another time-honored emergency signaling tool whistle can also be used for rudimentary communication using morse code or prearranged signals with another member of your group be sure to pick a model that is very loud and reasonably durable I can whistle, but I don't know. Like my dad, when I was younger, my dad, we would be, we lived in Chicago, and so we'd be like ten city blocks down, and my dad would whistle so loud I can hear him from over there, and we'd come running home. Oh, oh, dad! There goes dad whistling again. You know, so whistles truly are efficient. My dad can whistle really loud, um, but you can't whistle as loud as my dad. So I need. I would need a whistle. <laughs> you would definitely need a whistle. A signaling mirror enables you to use the sun in a different way by directing a brightly conspicuous flash over a long distance. Most have a rudimentary hole or a notch to be used as a sight. Take uh, These take some practice to use as well, but they do work. Also handy for shaving. What? A signaling mirror you can shave with? That's interesting. I did not know that. Well, you've got a big old beard, so you don't got to worry about that. A compass, everybody, that should be like number three on your list, definitely a compass. Some of the tools that we have have a compass built into them, um, like that uh, the radio that we have, the the crank radio, I know it's got it. One of the solar-powered things has a compass on it, but you definitely want to know. And for me, like, you know, I pay attention to the sun. Like, I know we got to head towards the sun or away from the sun, depending on where we're at. Um, But definitely having a compass whether it's a button or field compass make sure it's quality model and calibrated for the hemisphere of the world you're in aside from the most basic direction finding This will do little good without the knowledge of land navigation and a suitable map to go with it That's why we're teaching our kids how to read a map because some of these kids truly don't know how to read a map and it's sad Um, so Obviously, you, you need to know some map skills, um, for instance this, but so many don't know how to use them properly. It's true. You know, that's something, you know, when we go out um, with the kids, you know, just teaching them basic life skills like that because you never know when you're going to need that. Topographic maps specific to the area you're in. Make sure they're up to date and waterproof. The old-fashioned silk survival maps are becoming available again and are durable. Uh, whenever we go hiking, or you know, I take the kids to forest preserves, things like that, I always take a picture. Because right before you get ready to go on your hike, they always have a map of the area, and I always take a picture of it with my phone, um, just in case we happen to get lost. At least I have that. And if my phone dies, well, then I'm so. Well, but at least I have that, and I always make sure that my battery's charged. Like right now. I used it all day and it's at 91%. I charge it every chance I can just because I want to make sure that I at least have that battery. Um, And Ferguson says, make sure they know their pace count. You did that with Caden that Mm -hmm. one time. Yeah, that's definitely something um, everybody should know too. Hygiene and sanitation, toilet paper, for when nature calls, keep it in a waterproof container. If it gets wet ahead of nature's call, (laughs) it will be nearly useless. Hand sanitizer. Now, this one, you know, it eats up my hand, but I guess in, in a crunch, it would be good. Used after cooking, cleaning, nature's color, exposure to other biohazards. The variety of communicable diseases and germs you'll be exposed to during a long term when shit hits the fan, it's, and it will be horrifying. Use this to keep from catching or spreading them. Oh, like COVID.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: wet wipes oh goodness here we go i'll let you read that one since
2: for basic to... hygiene and cleanliness they don't replace bathing but will extend the time you can go between baths greatly about 14 to 15 days
1: oh my gosh you come home smelling like bo and baby wipes a goat, a goat. Yeah. and you'd be wanting <clears throat> to give me a hug oh i missed you no go take a shower yuck No, I didn't really, though. I'd still give you a hug because I missed you. No, you you
0: really took me to the bathroom.
1: (laughs) No, when you got home from deployment, though, I'm like, please shake out your clothes because I don't want any tarantulas or any of them spiders on me. That I was freaked out about that. I heard horror stories. Toothbrush. Break off the handle to save space. Keeping your teeth in good condition is paramount. Tooth decay, aside from being extremely painful, can lead to life-threatening infections. Take care of your chompers. Amen. Everclear is my multi-use sanitizer. Oh, oh gosh.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: no. Everclear. Oh, I got some bad memories.
2: 199 grain.
1: Nope. Toothpaste, obviously, to go along with your toothbrush. Um, most paste varieties also make a decent metal polish. You also
0: chew mm.
1: on
2: peppermint when you're out
1: and about. Yeah, but at. you're talking about cleaning your teeth. It's not about having good breath. It's about literally getting the junk out of no your teeth. i talking
2: about chewing on it and stuff like that.
1: No gum, gum is like a better option than a mint. Yes, because you're trying to get all the stuff out of your teeth. I want
2: you mint peppermint gum.
1: Peppermint gum is good, sure, but I'm just saying you. The whole point is to get the stuff out of your teeth. Did you not listen to what I just Thank said. You. Floss. and Don't forget to floss. That's important. Aside from oral care, most flosses make for fine, strong cordage suitable for fishing, lashing sewing, and numerous other tasks. A small roll weighs almost nothing and can be removed from its plastic carton to save even more space. It's yeah, definitely something good to have. It's not for drinking. Ooh, I just the, the sight, the smell, no. Nope. You can't do it. Everclear is not, not good. A comb. Combing your hair. All that hair you got on the top of your head. <laughs> Helps it stay healthy and helps you feel your best. The tiny tines of a comb can also be broken off to form gorge hooks for fishing. That's interesting. I never thought about that. You just don't do it
2: with a dollar, dollar store. First,
1: yeah. yeah, no. No, no, no. Uh, shampoo. If you have time and opportunity, shampoo will do the trick for your hair and body when bathing. Also makes a good trade fodder. Nail no clippers. Another basic element of hygiene. Sure, you can tear... Or bite your nails short, but aside from being nasty, it makes your nails weaker. Use clippers to keep them short, clean, and strong. You can also use it for other things to cut, like your loss. If you're going to use it for threading or, you know, whatever. Uh, feminine hygiene products, only if required, or bullet wounds, because I heard those stories oh, too. Yeah. Um, tampons can be used for bullet wounds, for those who don't know, depending on, I guess, the caliber. <laughs> 50 caliber, you're really, I mean, you're, you're just yeah, yeah, that's parts. it.
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, yeah.
2: Throw a tampon at it. If you want to <laughs> it. <But I> <laughs>
1: That's not going to do
2: anything for you. I saw, I saw a video of a, a guy who showed what a, uh, um, what do you call it? A 105 one round does to a human being. Like they had a gel, gel pack mm. of a person and they just sent a 105 one round straight through the person and it just.
1: Obliterated? It obliterated. Oh my gosh. Yeah, hopefully we don't run into that. But that's just something good to keep in mind even if you are a man and you're listening to this and you don't know you can plug a bullet hole with a tampon until you can get the help that you need. Um, bar soap used for bathing if left to dry for a short time can be packed away with no risk of nasty spill inside your pack. Uh, cell phone or smart phone. Oh, No wait that's the wrong page. Sorry I'm tired. No body left after that to apply. Nope. Uh, soap guy. leaves are small. Yeah, that's a good idea, Jill. I'll have to definitely, I probably should get some of that. Um, shavings. Okay, tools. rounded tools now. Um, I'll let you talk about the tools. Since knife! That's, that's kind of your thing.
2: A fixed blade. A good bushcraft knife is essentially, it's essential for any survival scenario. Processing wood, uh, cutting cordage, the fence. The list is endless. <laughs> a beefy uh, fixed, a beefy fixed is desired for durability and resistance uh, to abuse. Essentially, uh, for batoning uh, of wood.
1: You've got how many knives? Too many to count. Yeah, you do. You've got a lot of, of good but they ones. They each have a function, right? Each one definitely has a function. Um, a backup knife. Can't have too many knives, right?
0: Yep.
1: Similar to above, in the event of loss or breakage, this will save the day. You may choose a duplicate of your above knife or a smaller but still capable model. We talked about this one earlier, multi-tool. Multi-tool will allow you to have the most commonly used tools in a small package. While not the strongest or most efficient, the space savings are considerable. Like everything else on this list, buy quality. Leatherman, Gerber, that that's what you had. Sog, and what's that? Victorinox. All make good models.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know a lot about knives or multi-tools. Um, a pocket knife. Small pocket knife is great for detail work where your large bush knife will be too imprecise. Also serves as a backup knife in the event of your main blade is lost or
2: broken. It does happen. Yeah.
1: Uh pry bar. Solid pry bar, while heavy, can help you move or shift heavy objects. Access locked or barricaded containers and doors and also serve as a bludgeon. <laughs> you did what?
0: No. <laughs> this
1: will have the most utility for urban dwellers versus rural preppers. Yeah, we're not in a city, but if there's somebody listening that's in a city, you may want to consider that. Uh hatchet or camp axe. The hands-down best tool for filling small trees or saplings and processing them. Not as versatile as a knife, but if you're living in a heavily forested area, you should consider carrying one. Also makes for a potent close-quarters weapon. Go with the hatchet. Go with the ha- Yeah, so I was gonna say hatchet. I think I would like to use one of those with my flamethrower. That'll be those would be my weapons choice. <laughs> A wire saw, the manual chainsaw takes up far less room and weight than a hatchet or axe, but can be used to saw through limbs and smaller trees in good order. Not useful for splitting. Have you ever used one of those? Yeah. and they they take forever. They do. Yeah, I can't. It, can
2: it depends on the structure of one. Cheap ones, you get break.
1: You watch some of those bushcraft videos of people from like the Philippines and things like that, and they just go crazy. Like they've been using it all their lives, and like us, we got the easy tools. It you also know?
2: depends on what country you're trying to saw down, right? Some timber, I mean, some wood definitely harder than others.
1: Yeah. Check out survival hatchet. Ferguson says we'll have to. What do you have?
2: I saw a hatchet outside, keep okay. sharp.
1: A uh, small hammer and nails for quickly assembling wood into something resembling a dwelling. Nailing is ideal. Lashing with cordage is fine, but can be time-consuming. A small carpenter's hammer will work best, but you could also use your hatchet if it has a hammer pole. I think yours does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. An e-tool folding shovel. You had one of those in the Army, yes. didn't you? I
2: have one in the back of my truck right now. You do? I do. Where is it? Underneath my feet. Hmm.
1: The classic military entrenching tool, whether guys whatever guys it comes in is strong and compact enough to get consideration for any bob. I need one of those. Why didn't you get me one? Because okay. you got small arms. Leave <laughs> <laughs> my T Rex on. No, you, you know.
2: got small arms, you know.
1: Okay. You're not nice. Sometimes you I'll need tell a dig about pistols. Oh, small arms. Sometimes you need to dig, be it for fire, concealment, shelter, sanitation, or extrication. And when the time comes, a shovel will make short work of it. You can ad hoc it with another tool, but you risk damaging it and yourself. Yeah, about that, Matt. Um, Self-defense, hunting and fishing, guns and ammo. We could sit here and talk a whole show on this. Um, Pistol, rifle, or shotgun, firearm will serve as your best means of defense from two and four-legged critters, as well as your primary game-getter. Make sure it is reliable, clean, and oiled, and you know how to use it. Okay? Ah. Please do not buy a gun if you do not know how to use it. If you don't know how to take it apart, if you don't know how to fix it, if it gets jammed. If you don't know how to take it apart and put it back together, do not buy a gun. Please. Because if it is just you out there by yourself and everybody in your party has died and you don't know how to use a gun, chances are it's not going to end well for you. So please be safe about that. I cannot stress that enough. Shotguns offer the most versatility, but their ammo is by far the bulkiest and
0: heaviest.
1: So yes, get something that you're going to be able to use to protect yourself, but learn how to use it, learn how to love it. It's a tool, just like anything else on this list. It is a tool, you know, you may need it for hunting. You may need it for protection, you know. And for me, it's fun to shoot. I love shooting my AR. It's fun for me, you know. It's just something, um, you know, but I learned how to use it. Somebody showed me, thankfully, how to use it, how, you know, and dry firing like at home practice just having that in your hand get something that's going to be comfortable that you're going to be comfortable with you don't want a 50 cal if you're five foot nothing i mean chances are you're probably not going to be able to handle that so definitely do your homework homework gun cleaning kit depending on the length of your anticipated excursion this could be a multi-section rod with a few patches and bottles of oil or more complete gun care kit with spare parts having a reserve of quality gun oil is important As many guns will chug along happily dirty, so as long as they stay oiled. Oh, this next one. Body armor. Depending on your personal scenario, this may be on your body before you set out. That full battle rattle. I tried putting that. No, no. I seriously about fell over. I'm like, how do you guys do your ruck marches and this stuff? I mean, yes, it's good, but it's going to slow you down immensely, and it may knock you over. And you're gonna get tired quickly. So you're it too. no, I would no, I can't run as it is. But then to have some body armor on top, no, I die on top of that. Yeah. Uh-uh. Selection requires careful analysis of anticipation and likelihood of threats. Armor is heavy, hot, and cumbersome, especially hard armor that will defeat rifle rounds. Um. If in a rural or remote location, mobility and concealment are probably better defenses. This is true. Pepper spray—that's good for self-defense. You know, definitely More just bland food. carrying it. What? Stop! We did not put that on your food. Pepper spray will serve as your intermediate force against both animals and people, essential for urban dwellers or anyone who may be moving to or through unknown concentrations of people. While not 100% effective, it will give any would-be assailant a a strong incentive to desist or severely degrade their vision if they don't. Buy a quality police-grade brand. And those I'm sure you could buy, you know, a lot of places. Bug repellent. Oh yes. Mandatory for any coastal or heavily wooded areas and generally a good idea for all. Mosquitoes, ticks, biting flies, and more all hunger for your blood. And aside from being profoundly irritating, their bites may transmit debilitating diseases. Have it on you and reapply at the manufacturer's recommended intervals. Yeah, you definitely. Even camping, that's just something really good to have. Um, a slingshot. Are we gonna do a slingshot? Well, it says <laughs> an ancient but effective weapon. A modern slingshot loaded with ball bearing ammunition is no toy. It's like Dennis the Menace.
2: Yeah, but like how much do you have with this? I mean, <laughs> what are you trying to achieve?
1: <laughs> well, it says, able to take small game easily with a good shot. But what if you're not a good shot? I what don't know about that What small game are you one. getting
2: that close to?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. That That's just kind of, I don't know about that. A machete. There For moving are. through the densest foliage, machetes are used in cultures around the world. A good machete will let you do the same as well as serve as a brutal slashing weapon. Machetes will be of a heavier and lighter build, depending on the intended technique, and heavier ones may handle tasks like splitting and battening more similarly to a bush knife or axe. Slingshot works well but needs practice. Yeah, I I don't know. Lynn says, I have a slingshot with a laser pointer on it. Wow, high speed. Maybe we should look into those Get the, for the kids. You know, let them practice while they're here. That would be good
2: it's so nice. much to get a shot
1: with the slingshot. <laughs> oh, goodness. Fishing and hunting vest, a cargo vest of some type will let you keep all your often use equipment close at hand and easily accessible uh, without having to don and doff your pack every time you need something. This can range from larger Photog vest to a minimalist chest rig whichever you choose don't treat the added room as a license to pack on even more equipment ounces make pounds and pounds make pain isn't that the truth how many pounds have i gained (laughs) anyways bow and arrow for those that have the skills to use it a bow makes a fine hunting weapon being nearly silent capable of using a variety of heads for different tasks and being adaptable to primitive homemade ammunition This is another item that will do you no good if you do not already know, have the know-how. If you aren't practiced, leave it at home. That's something I think we should practice, especially with the kids. I think that would be good. Fishing rod and hooks. If you will be traveling through an area with bodies of water well populated by fish, a proper, if Spartan fishing rig is a great choice to provide a steady supply of high-quality protein. A little know-how goes a long way. So pack your lures and things according to the anticipated species you'll try to catch. So am
2: at least bring fishing wire
0: Yeah. and
2: a couple of hooks, pair of pliers. Yep. You can always find something to jig on the end of it. I mean, you can even if you're from murky water, you can hook a frog, a bullfrog, if they're, they're, if they're broken, anything. Yeah, If you're trying to eat, I mean, anything. Right,
1: anything. yeah, you use what you got around you and yeah. definitely know your area you know um like if you know you're going camping and you're bringing your bug out bag, you know obviously you're going to want to know what kind of fish and stuff but when you're in a pinch i mean i guess maybe it's yeah, good to have a couple different hooks ferguson says yeah telescope fishing pool is awesome That's probably yeah. lightweight too right uh,
2: it breaks down uh, let's extend it out okay uh
1: now we're on medical And first aid. We're going to go a little over tonight, but this is really interesting for me. So, um, First aid kit. Basic. This kit should be small and contain all the things needed to treat. Lesser ailments and injuries. Think bumps, scrapes, small cuts, and minor burns. Included should be band-aids, antiseptic swabs, ointments, burn relief product, and doses of meds for things like headaches, allergies, etc. Honey. Somebody had said honey earlier. Honey is definitely good. Even if you just have a little tiny jar with you, you know. That's good for allergies. Local honey. Um, Suturing kit. If you sustain a bad laceration in a remote place or one where there is no medical assistance coming, you'll need to suture it. A suturing kit uses specialized needles, thread, and forceps to close up wounds strongly, promoting healing and keeping foreign material out. Learn how to use it before you take it, but there is something to be said for having it handy in case you run into someone else that can make use of it. Now I've never stitched anybody up, but I have sewn by hand, and in case of an emergency, I will do the best I have to do with that and and pray on that. Um, Ferguson says one point eight pounds with hooks and lure. Wow, now that's light. That fishing pole, the telescopic fishing pole. We need to look into getting one of those.
2: I mean, you talked about honey earlier too. You put honey on you know, like if you had like a, burns. Uh, not necessarily burns, but like a. A gunshot wound or uh, like a open wound you can heat it up and then pour it on the, oh. it on the incense like a glue no it's not like a glue it's an, like an antiseptic oh. it reduces inflammation and all that stuff
1: okay we're almost done um it's a cpr mask ever. well it's good because these these are things that like there's things on here that i didn't think about cpr mask Gives you a safe, repeatable, no-contact seal with the victim undergoing CPR. They're bulky, but an important part of a well-stocked medical kit. Respirator mask, N95 or N99. Breather mask related for dust, vapor, and some biological compounds and invaluable in the event you are moving through an area with either disease, chemical, or smoke dust, atmospheric contamination. This weighs almost nothing and newer disposable ones can pack down flat, though the classic mask and cartridges is still an option. Um, Let's see. Painkillers, high test painkillers for grievous injuries. Sometimes the worst happens to you or someone else and these will be needed both to calm them down and make them pliable enough for proper treatment. Know what you're doing before stocking or administering these places. I'm not a doctor and never claimed to be, but just something good to have on hand always read the directions and take according to the recommended dosage and all that stuff uh stipe what is that
2: stipe uh powder
1: what's that
2: so it's like a, like a hemoglobin it uh, reacts whenever it hits blood creates like a stops bleeding i watch them used to have to watch videos of them doing it and then doing it on our own where you get like a pig leg or you know a dead pig and they'd be running blood through it and whack the thing you know whack the line, and pour it on top of it and it just
0: clots
1: Ooh, it says this powder reacts with blood to staunch bleeding typically painful but useful to stop weeping injuries that do not warrant suturing. You know,
2: crazy like though when they were they uh the, the old ones they had to, they had to cut out afterwards oh you know, some of them like some of like they can rent some of it out and some of it just
1: the reaction it has with the muscle. Jilly in SD says, I'm just checking this out, but any of those chemists and bards might want to look into making penicillin. Um, the survivalist.com how to make penicillin at home. That's something good. We watched, what was that show with Sussanuk? Oh, uh, yeah. I know what about. Outlander. Yeah. And it was back in, like, what, the 1800s, and mm-hmm. she was learning how to make penicillin. I just thought that was really cool. Like with yeast and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's definitely something to look into. You want to probably know how to do that. And if you're allergic to penicillin, then that's not a good idea. You need to use sterile technique. Oh, we'll have to look into that, the survivalist. And that's, what, yeah, how to make penicillin. Um, arm sling, not for a long gun, but the kind that immobilizes a broken or badly sprained arm. Sure, you can fashion one from whatever caravat, cloth, or handkerchief is handy, but you'll save a lot of pain and grief from having the purpose-made solution handy. No pun intended. Thermometer. That's definitely something to have. I think I've got one in my medical kit. The onset of a bad fever is no time for full-scheme measurement of analysis. Having an accurate thermometer can let you track the progress of the fever, helping you determine both when to administer medicines and their effectiveness, as well as when to seek serious medical aid. Uh, Antibiotic ointment In a survival situation, any cut or scrape Can be a vector for infection It must be treated accordingly Simple band-aid and antibiotic ointment Will serve as a vanguard against infection Keep a tube in your basic first aid kit Uh, Hand and body warmers Those are awesome love those. Yes, I do Those are good for even here, like in the winter time Like if you're going out playing with the kids Aside from their obvious moral boosting benefits Strategically place warmers along with good attire May very well save your life you're caught without adequate shelter hand warmers alone in pockets or a pouch will keep your blood warm and fingers dexterous in bitingly cold conditions baby powder very useful in controlling moisture especially in humid climates dampness against your body when combined with lack of airflow and heat will turn into a breeding ground for fungus bacteria and more. yeah that's the last thing you want um Think under the arms, crotch feet, etc. Powder combined with rotation of clothing will go a long way to keep your rash and rot free. Oh, a laxative. An odd diet consisting of novel proteins or one predominantly processed food and stress can lead to pretty severe constipation. While not a problem in the very short term, it can cause issues if not corrected. A few doses of laxatives in your first aid kit can prevent this often underestimated ailment. Gauze pads, necessary for the packing, penetrating wounds, as well as treating shallow lacerations. Take a variety of sizes to suit the task or just a rule of thick gauze. Tourniquet. Tourniquet stop bleeding in the extremities, one of the most common and most preventable forms of exsanguinations. There are a variety of types on the market. Not all of them are good. Know what's what and learn how to apply it to yourself and to others. Bring a couple matt when he was in the army they had to learn how to use all that kind of stuff so he would know how to do it for me but that's probably something i should practice with him um and having like a good um uh, know how to book like you can find like pocket books you know how to do these sorts of things i've got a couple of you know how-to books for home but just having something in your mob would be a good idea if you don't know how to use it in case of an emergency a knee brace, if your knees are weak, be it from age, old injury, or whatever, a knee brace may not be a bad idea to include in your kit. Um, Ferguson says, "Moleskin has multi-use application as well. Interesting, you we'll look into that too. You must assume that you'll have to walk at some point to save your skin, and if your knee starts a countdown to giving out on you, it may well, very well spell disaster. A knee brace in such a scenario will both extend your range and minimize pain and damage. Uh, Aspirin, aspirin is no longer the wonder drug it once was, but still a valuable addition to your med kit, being able to ease pain and even help with heart attacks, bring high and low doses. Medical tape, mandatory for securing bandages, dressings, and more. A roll takes up a little space and weighs almost nothing. Uh, EMT trauma shears, if you need to cut off clothing, webbing, footwear to access an injury, these are your best bet and they are amazing scissors um these uh there will be situations where swelling or other considerations make simple removal of clothing impossible benadryl for treating simple allergies and serious allergic reactions a strong dose can punch on a reaction before it takes hold but beware it will make you very drowsy Uh, medical gloves high quality latex or Sterile gloves will let you perform injury care without exposing yourself to bloodborne pathogens. Also, handy for any other task where your hands could be contaminated with oily or noxious substances. All right, guys, we are almost done. Scissors obviously, simple, sharp scissors have a variety of uses and will be handy where the beefy trauma shears are too imprecise. Be sure you have a method to carry them safely, as well as typically lack the blunt tips and the shears. Antibiotics. You'll need these, um, like we're talking about, the penicillin. Um, you'll need these from... Um, obviously, you have to have an understanding from your doctor. Inform them of what you're anticipating doing and let them guide you in the selection and quantity. When infection sets in, these may well spell a difference between life and death. Aspercreme. Sometimes you have a... St- Stitch or other muscle ache that is persistent. Asperg cream and similar ointments can help you cope with the pain and aid recovery. Tiger mom. Oh, that stuff stinks. That hurts my eyeballs. But if it works, I mean, um, abdominal abdominal pads for treatment of large wounds or wounds that excrete fluid heavily. Abdominal or ABD pads are the go-to. These are designed to absorb and wick fluid away from the wound site. Um, potassium iodide. Yes, we've got some of that. On um, the event of a radiological threat, be it a power plant meltdown, nuclear strike, fallout, with pres- present a major hazard, potassium iodide will protect you against ingestion by blocking its uptake in the thyroid gland. We bought several bottles of those because you just never know. Seatbelt cutter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, for the size
0: of scissors.
1: Yes, we've got couple of those. I've got a tool, a multi-tool, and it's got one on there. Um, Humphrey cream. Yes, that's a good one to have. Or knife with a gut hook. Yep, those are all good ideas. Um, Tylenol, a time-honored, safe, and reliable pain reliever. Have some on hand in large and small doses. Tweezers. You can use tweezers for everything. Splinters. Most valuable for the extraction of splinters, metal fragments, or other tiny but painful shrapnel. Get a good pair made of quality steel that will allow sterilization can't tell you how many times I've bought tweezers and they do absolutely nothing
2: so definitely try them out before you put them in your bag out of all the things you mentioned tonight the biggest concern is yeah. the quality of the yeah tweezers. because
1: if you're out there and you're like in the woods you know i mean really you're going to get splinters out there that's important you know how painful those can be Band-aids, all shapes and sizes, as mentioned above. Even a small cut could be deadly if it becomes infected. The chances that you will be exposed to novel germs in a shit hit the fan scenario are very high. Take no chances, and make sure they're waterproof, because some of those band-aids just it goes right through. Um, duct tape or Gorilla tape. If gorilla you tape. Can't yeah. Come on. You knew you weren't going to make it out of here without seeing this, didn't you? Oh, no. Duct tape's uses are limited only by your imagination and has had a whole book written. Has had whole books written. Not one book, but lots of books. Um, that gorilla tape is no joke, though. Like, you you get that stuck to your skin. <laughs> it's
0: over.
1: That stuff is crazy. It works. It can be used to repair, bind, seal, attach, and more. Um you can include the giant roll if you want, but you can also wrap it around a small stick or something similar to make it easier for transport. Paracord.
2: My number two. Yeah, that's
1: a good one. Every prepper's best friend besides duct tape. Paracord is immensely strong for its size and can be used for everything from shelter to trapping and more. And you can make cool bracelets and stuff with like that. Too. Uh, IDs and documents. Now, if you're trying to run from somebody, you know, I mean really is that gonna matter IDs and documents, but make copies of all your important IDs and other documents either on paper or a flash drive and take them with you. If on a flash drive, ensure they are encrypted and key protected. Think things like mortgages, wills, banking, info, deeds, etc. Sunscreen. Now, you know, this is sun sunburns can be really annoying and outright debilitating. Clothing will go a long way towards protecting you, but unless you're wrapped up like a mummy, there will always be parts of your body exposed. Sunscreen will protect your exposed skin, even if it's just your neck, face, and hands. There's nothing worse than getting a horrible sunburn and you're just miserable, so.
2: I never thought, when we look at my goat bag and said, oh my,
0: I forgot the paper clips.
1: The next one on our list, paper clips. Sturdy paper clips can be fashioned into lock picks, trap triggers, fishing hooks, and more. Throw a few in with your small tools. You don't need a lot, but that's something good, though. I, mean, I multi... a bump Okay, but that's something, you know, throw a couple in and what, how much space is that going to take up? Elastic bands, useful for rigging straps, poles, and the like, but also work for trap construction. Uh, make sure they're sturdy enough to withstand the elements in repeated applications. Trash bags. Oh. Numerous uses from sanitation, solar stills, Water storage to containing wet or dirty clothes, boots, etc. Make sure they have quality seams and won't leak. We were talking about that earlier. Hefty, hefty, hefty.
0: <laughs> Whippy, wimpy, wimpy.
1: Yeah. Ziploc bags, same as above, only smaller. Ziploc bags have excellent closures and work well for holding water, waste, or merely compartmentalizing your supplies in your pack. Extra keys for home and vehicle for when you lose your primary pair or need to hand off to a set to a family member. Like when I was researching, um, mosquito netting. Stopping or sleeping in an area infested with mosquitoes without one of these will teach you what aggravation is. Make sure that's something you put in mind. Make sure you have one with extremely fine mesh, as other jerk-biting insects like gnosiums and other tiny flies can get through the average mosquito net. I don't have that in my bag. That's good because I cannot deal with mosquitoes. Compressed sponge. A sponge can be a useful item for wicking up water from surfaces that are exploitable any other way. Unexploitable. Keep it dry and tightly bound and it takes up almost no weight or space. And then these are the controversial non-essential items. Um, Not many more to go. We all have our own ideas on what a bug out bag should contain. and Sometimes it's best to agree to disagree. That's why I've decided to make a separate list of the non-essential items, ones that may be important for some but not for others. E-readers or tablets. Obviously, that's good for reading. You know, if you don't have Wi-Fi, at least you can read a book. Me, personally, I'd rather bring a paperback book, but that's just me. Um, you should be worried about this little fact that water and EMP can render it useless. So it's just something to think about. And if you're trying to conserve space, that's obviously not something you would want to bring. But if you yep. need it. Or a Faraday cage. Cages themselves are contentious because while everyone seems to know how to make one, no one knows if they will actually work. But we may test it out here soon. Compact digital camera. Well, everybody's got phones, but there are a couple of things you can do with a digital camera. You can take photos of every mile (laughs) or so to find your way back if you get lost. That's true. Second, you can use the zoom function to take a better look at things or people. Of course, you can also use binoculars or a monocular for that. Comfort items and foods. Tac- tacos.
2: There's no tacos. There's tacos. Flame throwers.
1: <laughs> There's always those few things that some folks just will not be happy without. Some people still want them, others don't. It's up to you whether you want to carry them. A bottle of liquor. Everclear. We're not doing everclear. Definitely. Um cigarettes tobacco some people need it you know even if you're not a smoker it may help calm your nerves i don't recommend it i smoked for a long time but hey if that's your thing you got to bring it do what you got to do chocolate oh luxury item until recently in human history most importantly it's beloved by children the world over and makes for good bait for all manners of rodents keeping it intact and unmelted is often an exercise in frustration however coffee or tea i don't know that i'd be able to live without my coffee but, if it's a life or death, do I really need it? Not really. But.
2: Is it that one time you'd find out?
1: You know, I mean, you could bring a couple of tea bags or instant coffee if you had to. Some people just cannot give up their morning or evening cup. Great pick-me-up and easy to carry. Also has strong bonding connotations. And the last
2: one. No.
1: No. Protection. Always wrap it up. You never know. You can <laughs> use them to carry water. Keep your long guns muzzle from filling with water or dirt and more. So I'm sure you can guess what that is. But, anyways, um, you know, and again, different things. What's gonna work for you? And just some things to think about with your bag, your actually um your bug out bag itself. Make sure that it's lightweight, make sure that it's durable, water resistant. Um, you know, they say roughly like 35 pounds is, is a good weight. You know, I don't know how many people are gonna weigh it, you know, what's important to you you try, you know, like the telescopic uh, fishing pole that Ferguson was talking about, you know, there's always a way to make things lighter, right? Yep. Um, And just remember, it's got to be big enough to fit all of your survival needs for three to five days. And I would suggest, you know, after you have all your crap in your bag, walk around with it, you know, walk up and down the street with it or, or take a hike with it and see how long you're going to be able to carry it for because you don't know you know and you don't want to get in a situation where oh man this is really heavy like i can't carry this and now you're figuring out okay you know if you're in a crunch what do i need and what don't i need so always you know just like with your shoes always wear it before you need it you know try it out see what fits see you know even the straps adjusting the straps on your backpack um Things like that, it's going to make a big difference. And when you need to get out quickly, you know you're not going to have time to figure all that out. So do it while you do have the time, so that when the time comes, you know you know what to expect. Um, and we were going to talk about self defense, and um, there's 41 possible items to get post collapse, but we are past our time, so. Um, yeah, we'll save that for next week. I mean, there this again, this is survivalsullivan.com. He has got some great stuff, some PDFs you can download, um, and just a lot of really, really great information. This is all for free. Um, but you know, we we'll talk about all this kind of stuff next week. And um
0: yeah,
1: this is the kind of stuff that I you know even somebody like me, I've got small T-Rex arms, but there are things that we can do to protect ourselves, self-defense, and, you know, you just never know. We're not going
2: to talk about the elephant in the
1: room. What's that?
2: That you mentioned tacos and your stomach
1: started growling. I know. My stomach is growling. <laughs> I'm, I heard tacos. And I'm
2: just...
1: Um, search out the multi-use items to pack light. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, you can, you have the multi-tool and there's like five tools in one. You know so you don't have to carry a bunch of different things um
2: i'm a hatchet person hatchet paracord space blanket
1: yeah definitely need that and you know there's different things that you can use you know like for multi you know like the matches so if you got matches I'm about and-
2: 10 items into that i mean i'm gonna be going trying to if i'm bugging out at that point of time i'm going long distances mm-hmm. so i'm going i'm going to keep going Moving, moving, moving. So,
1: uh, something high
2: in protein. Yeah. Be jerky.
1: Yeah, but the only thing I worry about, like with jerky, though, was that there's a lot of salt in that. And if you're that. low on water, that's the last thing you want to be eating. So, you know, those are, there's just so many different things to consider, you know, and you got to think. I mean, you don't know how long you're going to need your bug out back for, but. Really, genuinely, it, it should be at least last you like three to five days for sure. Until, because by that time, you can maybe figure out a plan. This is just for, oh, no, I got to get out now, you know. Um, and some other must-haves, like for me, um, like I said, my Bible. That has gotten me out of a lot of hard places. And you can buy the, the New Testament, the small, you know, pocket Bibles, things like that. And, you know, always have that in your bag because i know there's a lot of people when they're they're at their lowest point they're going to be looking for god you know and having that i, I just think that's important um and again the know how books the how to books medical herbs and foraging that's a good book to have if you can find a small book or you know even something because if you're out there in the woods knowing what you can and cannot eat you know mm. poison ivy what's good what can you cannot touch that's something Like me, if I were to go out there right now, I don't know what I can eat and what I can't. So have, and I don't have the time right now to learn, although I should be teaching the kids that. And I have to talk to Jenny Lynn about that. Um, But knowing that, that's something good to have, you know. Um, And getting the bushcraft books, you know, you can figure out how to make shelters. If you don't have something to make a shelter, you learn how to do all that while you're out, you know. Books are, you just can't put a price on books, you know. I'm a big... uh. Just I push my kids to read all the time because if you can read and write, you can teach yourself anything. Um, and seeds, you know, if you're going to be out in the forest for a long time, it might be good to have some seeds and try to grow some of your own food, you know?
2: You mean why that's long
1: Well, that's long-term. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't know how long, if you're going to be out there, you know, like in the woods if shit hits the fan and, you know, we're hiding out for a long time. You never know.
2: No. Four kids and a wife that's never really stayed in the woods that long. No, I don't know Uh, what I would do. We're taking our chances and finding shelter. Well,
1: yeah, obviously that's what I'm saying. If we're going to be out for a long time.
2: I'm breaking this my Oh, my goodness.
1: You break into somebody's house with your hatchet. Surprise! Yeah, Scout Manual. Yeah, that's a good one. Definitely. I got that Boy Scout from, like, 1970 something yeah that's another thing learn how to tie knots you know we'll talk about all that with the survival next nah. week self-defense and, and survival skills and all that but tonight was just about your bug out bag there's 136 different things so you know that's a lot to think about there i've got to go back and go through my bug out bag and figure out things that i add have to add. we got kind of to get walkie talkies too they'll be fun to play with
2: and I walk you upstairs to go to sleep. Yeah,
1: it's about that time. We're going to be up early. But anyways, well, thank you all who are here live with us tonight. I hope you learned a little something. And for those who will listen later on, you know, you go back and listen on the replay. There's just so many good things here that I didn't even think about myself. And I learned what hard hardtack was. So that's uh,
2: a good old secret.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, that's something good. But again, that's got salt, too. So you got to be careful with the sodium. That's the one thing. if you're low on water, you don't want something with a lot of salt. So, all right. Well, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and just close this in prayer. So if you would, please bow your heads. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you again humbly tonight. Just to thank you so very much for for all the many blessings that you've given us. ability to read and to learn and and to share the information that we have Lord and in the hopes of teaching somebody else something that they may not have known or or just you know helping people who are lost and are looking for for answers or whatever it may be Lord I just pray that whatever message you had me put out tonight that those who need to hear it can hear it loud and clear Lord and and prepare themselves um we know that the days are going to continuously get crazier and crazier as we see day after day, Lord. And so you are giving us this time now to prepare and to be ready. And so we just ask that you, you give us the courage and and the knowledge Lord to, to just keep going on and preparing just like Joseph did Lord. Um, and we thank you for all of those that are here tonight and that will listen later on Lord. Um, and, just ask that you continue to guide us and to keep us safe from all the evil and we pray that we continuously put on that armor every single day and we rebuke that evil that tries to come into our lives Lord and for all those that are struggling physically or mentally um, who may be sick right now dealing with cancer anxiety whatever it may be Lord you know their problems I just pray that you you put your loving arms around them and that hedge of protection around all of us, Lord, so that we can continue fighting for you. And we thank you so very much for sending us your son, Jesus Christ, who selflessly died for us and all of our sins. Lord. Um, And I pray that those who still don't know Jesus yet, Lord, that they come to find him and come to know him as I have and, and all of the Bards listeners. And we just thank you so very, very much for for everything, Lord. Just please be with us and continue guiding us on this journey. In your son, Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, thank you all again so very much for joining us. Um, You guys are great. You put out a lot of good information and I had no idea where hardtack was. Now I'm going to go look that up because I might need to get some of that or make it or or figure that out. Um, That might be a homeschool lesson. I'll teach the kids what that is. Um, but, and them too, you know, we should probably be making them little bug out bags, just enough that they can carry. Um, just, you know, when things happen and, you know, just again, carrying it when we go out um, hiking all the time. The kids, I always have them bring their backpacks and we'll bring paper and pencil and they'll always have their water bottle and we'll always bring like a sandwich and some crackers or something like that. So, because you just never know what can happen. And a lot of times I'll share my location with Matt. I'll be like, here's where we're at. Like I said, I take a picture of the map, you know, wherever it is that we're at. You know, those are just good things to do, you know, and it just kind of prepares you and it becomes a habit. So, you know, if and when the day comes where we have to truly bug out, you know, the kids have a basic understanding, I've got an understanding, and Matt, obviously, probably has the best understanding. And so, um, you know, these life skills, we're going to, it's just good to have, good to practice, and you just truly never know when you're going to need them, so again thank you all for joining us and i hope you all have a great night and god bless you all love you good night
3: i'm sorry but i don't want to be an emperor that's not my business i don't want to rule or conquer anyone i should like to help everyone if possible jew gentile black man white Cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die